Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington, here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got the king of the show, David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune is in the house yet again for episode 333. The triple threes, y'all. Three, three, three. GTT, three, three, three. That's, oh, I'm seeing uh, double here. Yeah. <laughs> three GTTs. <laughs> uh, we've got a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. What we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the king of the show, David Fleming. Congratulations, King. You've uh, you know put yourself in the driver's seat for this fantastic edition of Game That Tune, so tell everybody what the theme is. Uh, the theme is threes. Games with threes. Hmm. Fitting. Uh, you know, it's been a... It's been a long time coming, guys. You know, we've been <laughs> building to this theme for... 300 and some odd episodes now. 333 episodes to be exact. Just uh, wait till we get to 3,333. God. You know, want to talk about like, you know, fucking producing podcasts like Pete Rose made hits. You know, we're going to do it, baby. We're going to get over 3,000. We're going to, you know, in, man, 3,000 more episodes. The three theme is coming back. But nope, it's been building to this so far. The entire history of this podcast has been building to the night where we get to do three threes as a theme. The theme is threes. Third games in a series. Games involving the number three in some way. Maybe, I don't know, three characters. Um, three strikes you're out. Games with threesomes. Uh, there could perhaps oh, be a game with a threesome. Did, did none of us do a 3GM threesome? <laughs> you know, oh. we definitely probably didn't. I think we probably all just chose some threes. Man, we should have done three threesomes. Oh, we oh. dropped the fucking ball there, guys. Sorry. VGM, I mean, VGM the show way. hasn't started quite yet. Mm-hmm. But, no, none of us chose some yeah. threesomes. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Ah. That, uh... Yeah, that feels like a real oversight. Why didn't we say all these things out loud before now? Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Sometimes we really need to talk prior to the show, guys. We gotta say these things out loud and we'll realize that we're all full of great ideas instead of just going with, I don't know, whatever upsetting thing we come up with in the aftermath of the last show or in the hour before this show, Johnny. Um, <laughs> but no, it's gonna be a fantastic show. We got, uh, you know, we got five games, all number threes. You know, you know, that's the best of the numbers. It's a magic number, three. Three's company. Um, tricycles. Get, thank you. Yes, tricycles. Fantastic uh, vehicles that they are. Uh, triangles. Um, yeah. Strongest shape. Yeah. Did, did we decide whether or not a game featuring three dimensions was valid for the show? I, I feel like we, we nixed that, didn't we, David? 
I think we decided it is valid, but it's a dick move. Okay, yes, you will be scolded. The, you know, who needs three dimensions? The, the Dudley boys had a double-teaming move called the 3D. Mm. Okay, <laughs> did you choose a late 90s uh, WWF game? I did not, but you were listing things that involved threes, and I was just okay. trying to help yeah. the, the conversation. Sorry. No, it's cool, it's cool, it's, it's good. I'm you know, glad to know it. Triceratops, one of the best dinosaurs. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, you know, inarguable. Three sides to every story. Your side, their side, and the truth. Yes, it could be a you know Rashomon episode. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> the time, you know, the truth of this episode will come out by the end of it. Uh, you know, I'm saying it's a good episode. Uh, history's telling us it's a bad episode, but um, the truth the lies it, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. That's the, that's the GTT motto right there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're somewhere in that middle. That sweet, creamy, three-me middle. Um, so, Johnny, enough uh, enough three chat. Let's uh, let's start the show, man. Let's have three songs from the first game. Game one. Oh crap! Hold on. Game one. Three.
Hi, gentlemen. Uh, so this franchise was originally created by Intelligent Systems. However, half of the entries have been developed by other studios. Uh, this game was developed by WayForward. As you guys are getting your answers written, I'd like to thank our requester. Uh, this is our fan request, uh, which came to us via our amazing, wonderful Discord. Uh, and this came from Requester Tay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jesse says Half-Life 3. Sadly incorrect. Uh, Johnny has drawn three happy, smiling rockets... Uh, sadly incorrect. <laughs> um, and John has the correct answer. Advance Wars Reboot Camp. Although technically the full title is Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Because 1 plus 2 equals 3. Game <laughs> over! <laughs> oh yeah. That's a game over. Oh, take a game over. So, yeah, as I was combing through the requests, um, there were a lot of threequels that were posted, and it's like, oh, that's a good game, oh, that's a selection, and then Tay said, yeah, like, 1 plus 2, because 1 plus 2 equals 3, and I thought to myself, god damn, he's got me there. Yep. I, I guess so, you know, you, know, you, gotta, you gotta show up in the radio chat more often, David. Tay's just got Advance Wars on the brain, because I was... 
replacing old songs that didn't sound so good with new uh, Advance Wars Dual Strike music. And so he was, you know, feeling uh, feeling himself and decided to try and drop a request in there. I, I assume as a joke. And you took it, man. You took the bait. You gave us the reboot camp. You ignored all those threes and you gave us one plus two. Yeah. Well done. Well so, done, da- uh, well done, Tay. Well done, David. So I'm, um, I'm sorry. Did I miss something? Is one plus two not three? Like I've been out of math for a while. Like it's been a long time since I've taken a math class, but I'm pretty sure one plus two is three. Pretty sure. Yeah, I, I do math for a living, and you're right. One plus two is three. Oh, okay. I don't know that it really, you know, means this game qualifies for the theme. It's uh, yeah, it's not the third Advance Wars game. It's uh. uh how many Is delays it? did it have? There's it a question. Three? Yeah. How many Fat? wars started when this was about to, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> fucking be released? So, um, well, that's just one. Funnily oh, enough, okay. it just, was still delayed. Just one. Game over. <laughs> uh, no, it was delayed uh, twice. Actually, um, it was supposed to come out December 3rd of 2021, but they pushed it to April 8th of 2022 because they needed to polish it and everything. Um, and then a war broke out. So Nintendo yeah. was like, you know what? Let's give this a year. <laughs> How absurd! Um, and I, I had forgotten. Um, people were like, well, you know, it's it's a very cartoony war strategy game. Like, I don't, I don't think people would get confused with like the actual war <laughs> with Russia and Ukraine and all that. What? One of the first missions involved the Blue Army, which is the like fantasy, not Russia, invading another country. So, like, yeah, it kind of hits close to home. Well, a lot of wars involve things, you know, countries invading other countries. So, yeah, um, it's uh, it's not a, I don't know, there's never a real opportune time to release a war game. But it seems like really, you know, delaying it by a year. I, I'm no marketing genius, but it seems like they had some good synergy there for a second. Like, you know, Did they war in the East fucking advanced wars everywhere else like you know war for thee but not for me that's i, I don't know it, uh, um it would have sold really well everywhere but ukraine and russia you know Probably still did. i don't it's, know it's you know, possible did, did people go for it david you know pull up the pull up the sales charts how are people loving the uh, the reboot camp um i'm kidding don't do that i, I was going to say good. I have the, um, like, reception and, like, critic scores, but not the sales figures. Uh, this game did pretty well, mm. mainly because it's the first two Advance War games together and, like, with updated visuals and voice acting, and yeah, it's fun. Um, in a way, like, I know this is our three episode, and this combines Advance Wars 1 and 2, but in a way, it's like three games because they add a completely brand new versus mode um, for local and online multiplayer where you can like make your own maps and fight other people so it's kind of like three games in one package let's <laughs> stretch ourselves too much David uh, yeah, you don't have to make it fit it's the request you're obviously not winning the show it's okay you just picked something with good music did they update the tunes uh, they did they definitely did Good, yeah. Um, and so the voice acting—you said they've got new voice acting. How was the voice acting in the Game Boy Advance games? 
Um, you know, I'm trying to remember because I definitely played the first Advance Wars. I don't know that it had voice acting outside of maybe like one or two lines of like start or like that kind of thing. Like uh. maybe the characters introduce themselves with their names, but yeah, there wasn't really extensive voice acting. I was just hoping it, you know, they actually attempted it. I don't, the, the chat seems to be telling us that there's non-existent, no voice acting. Uh, and someone, you know, one person says move out. Uh, but that's about the extent of it. I was kind of uh, hoping that it would be like, you know, voice like, acting that sounds like someone saying it with like a, while they're giving a robot a blowjob because it's on the Game Boy Advance sound chip. Just like yeah. completely horrendous, tin, tinny, bit crushed fucking voice acting. But Game maybe Boy. Not. Game Boy Advance American Idol voice acting. That's what I want. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they can get it in American Idol, they could have written a whole movie script for Advance Wars and really pushed it through whatever filters they needed. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, I have not bought this game. I thought about it long and hard. I was like, oh, this looks good. I really like the like the remake and the, the versus mode. Like, I should give this a try. I, I played the first Advance Wars, and then I remembered... I did not like the first Advance Wars, so right, yeah. I don't think I should get this. <laughs> One little little hitch in that plan. It's the old strategy game part. Like, oh no. But Still I this mean, game, huh? If you're a fan of turn-based strategy games, definitely check it out, because it's bright, it's colorful, it's fun. If you're into resource management and turn-based strategy... And yeah. war propaganda... Right, don't forget I mean, war. definitely that, yeah. Is it propaganda, Jesse, or is it just a war? Well, I'd say it makes war look kind of fun, and you're like, huh, maybe I should get into one of these wars. How do I do that? Oh, I'll join the military. That seems mm. real advanced. And then you get fucking blown up in a convoy. Okay. Never forget. Gotcha. Are you describing the opening to Iron Man? Yes. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're in the fun V, not the humdrum V, and you get blown up and you get shrapnel in the chest. Yeah, crazy. Waiting on you now. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, yeah, I I would have a hard time. I, I feel like anybody that plays this game would probably be satisfied with the level of uh, their level of involvement in war. Like, I, you know, I haven't played the game. I don't know the story. I'm betting it's not really a pro-war game probably not anti-war because you know you're fighting a war you gotta do what you gotta do but like i mean there's two of them they obviously wanted to do it again mm-hmm well okay but jesse what about waifus now what if, you know have i have i mentioned the fact that maybe you know in this game you go to war but there's also four waifus you know, yeah there's there's you know, oh god! Actually, you got war waifus. That that gets into some real are gray you, area. Are you wi- not even are gray? You, are dark you, are area. You, are you fighting for the waifus? Like, is there property or something? I think you're or? Fight, no, I think you're fighting alongside them. I oh, think you learn that okay. these, say, you know, these in some war cases, babes are awesome. In some cases, you're fighting as them. Oh, yeah. you can be a waifu. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. Hmm. Yes. Why don't they just call this advanced waifus? Say or you know waifu wars. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Boot camp. Oh, waifus fighting for your love. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Well, no, or just, you know, waifus fighting, you know, wars of, you know, aggression and international borders and things, but they're all waifus. I don't know. Uh-huh. It suddenly, it's much better than, uh, I don't know, real this war. Is, this is starting to turn into one of those Japanese arcade games that's basically like Gradius, but all the ships are half-naked women. Yes. Sexy advanced wars, please. Sounds like Fire Emblem. Man. Uh, yeah, there's also, uh, you know, speaking of strategy games for waifus, maybe they realize, eh, okay, we don't need to market the waifus. We already have a lot of a lot of waifu games. Maybe throw a guy in a tank for this one, because, yeah, there's already there's some games out there with some uh, some waifus. Uh, I'm not going to say that word anymore tonight. <laughs> um, oh, man, it, that sounds like a challenge. I'm looking forward to, you know, since I've been, you know, since I've had Advance Wars music on the brain, you know, for the last couple of days, fucking... Update the radio. I'm looking forward to hearing these new uh, updated soundtracks, man. If, did they redo the music for both games and then like add some new music on top, or you know, is it? Uh, do you know, David? You know, did you get fully involved in the soundtrack? I believe so. I didn't get that far though. Okay. Well, we'll just see. Can't I, wait. I definitely so. listened to you know a selection of song from the soundtrack and said, "All right, that is not the Game Boy Advance." Right. Cool. Yeah. No, it, yeah. It's good. Uh, it's, well, all you got to do is make a soundtrack not on the Game Boy Advance, and it can sound good. Like, if it sounds, you know, I don't know, not like a fucking dialysis machine playing video game music, then, you know, we'll, we'll be in business, baby. Let's hear some fucking, you know, some new tunes. I'm, I'm for it. So, um, and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like it. Good tunes, good game. You know, um... I got nothing else. David, you know, uh, thank the requester if you got nothing else. Um, I don't really, so thank you, Tay. Now, before we go, rank your, uh, rank the military vehicles in which, to, in order, give me the top three military vehicles that you would have as your waifu. Okay, I don't know that I can rank them because I have a number one and nothing else matters. Uh, mm. And I believe it was introduced actually in Advance Wars 2. Uh, that would be the Octotank. It's basically cool. like a round tank with legs that's all-terrain. Okay, yep, I'd marry that. That sounds, uh, yeah, right up my alley. Sounds like a very, very satisfying vehicle. <laughs> Titillated by the very notion of operating that vehicle. Game 2. <laughs>
so uh, every character in this game, uh, in addition to their regular attacks, uh, has a power attack and a malevolent move. Uh, among the malevolent moves are uh, things such as the bear bite, the thousand kick thrust, the bloody slash, the chomper, and the poison mist. guys who's feeling great feeling pretty good yeah good. yeah let's see. let's see oh man so johnny picked up on that uh that early 90s you know arcade beat-em-up sound it said tmnt3 sadly correct jesse says thelma and louise 3 uh, oh they're still dead um, sadly incorrect, though. I would love to see that movie. It'd be great, actually, if they just skipped straight to Thelma and Louise 3 after 2. Or after 1, no 2. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, just them in heaven. Uh, and David says Animal Wrestling League 3. He's very on the right track, but he's not correct. Oh. Oh, come on. There it goes. No, David was right on the right track with the wrestling league, not so much the animal part. Uh, this is a uh, 1993 arcade game released by SNK. You know, maybe you found it in the multicade at your uh, local place that had an SNK multicade. It's a wrestling fighting game. It's three count bout. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. 
I will not be explaining the connection to the theme. Well, I think, if I remember this right, this was SNK's third game they ever made, right? Is that yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, you, you I don't it. think it really needs to be explained. This is a game by SNK, which is comprised of three letters. Everybody loves a, a TLA. So, yeah, SNK. Um, they uh, All SNK games were valid for the show tonight, guys, in case you were wondering. Um, so, uh, you know, of course, yeah. I went with three count pound. <laughs> games in the third dimension, too broad. Games from mm. SNK, perfect. Yeah. Games with three letters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, games whose developers had three letters. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, so this is a uh, arcade fighting game. Uh, it's a wrestling fighting game. Jesse, did you ever play this? It looks familiar. I'm sure I've, I've probably played around with it on some kind of emulator. Yeah, it's uh, it seems pretty rad. I haven't played it myself. Uh, it's on the Switch. You can get the uh, the like arcade perfect port of it. Uh, and those go on sale every few weeks, so you can probably find this, you know, I don't know, by the time this podcast comes out for like four bucks. Um, and it looks pretty fucking fun, man. It's, uh, <laughs> so, so it's not just like a 2D fighting game. You're moving, you know, kind of like around a, like a beat-em-up type space, like a wrestling ring or a, like a parking garage or whatever. You can kind of move, uh, you know, up and down the axis and, you know, also left and right. But uh, it's a wrestling fighting game, and you know, like when you're in the wrestling ring, you can do shit like run the ropes and fucking hit each other with running knee strikes and fucking flying kicks and shit. Um, and, uh, it's got it's got cool like big 16-bit sprites. Uh, it looks really good. Uh, you know, colorful cast of characters beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, you know, what else do you have need? Some good names. I was gonna um, you know say like you know should I I, I don't want to you know. We don't need to go all in on every character, but like you know, in the in the last few years, I've gotten more into wrestling. I feel like I know you know what's cool and what's not, and it seems like all these characters have they're pretty cool. You know, good names, you know, good gimmicks, good power attacks, good malevolent moves. Um, I I happen to click on Blues Hablam, <laughs> and he's Bless a, you. <laughs> yeah. An overweight guy who brings a knife to his matches, and uh-huh. they uh, says he could be based on Abdullah the Butcher, but he right. usually brings a fork to his matches. But yeah. he's pretty cool looking. He's like a big he, dude with a mask and funny yeah, pants. Big, big fat lucha guy. Uh, he you know, brings he's a knife to his matches. That doesn't sound legal at all. That's the beauty of wrestling, David. You find a way. <laughs> like, the general rule seems to be whatever you, whatever and whomever you approach the ring with, they're in play. So like, you bring it down there, it's up to the referee to stop you from doing it. So if he walks in with a knife, you know, and he sets that knife down on the ring apron, and then you know, later on the referee gets distracted, he stabs somebody with it, that's wrestling. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good shit. Um... But yeah, uh, Blue Sublam, uh, you know, his power attacks, the German suplex, his malevolent move, the bloody slash. Uh, you got your oh. all-around guy, the hot gentleman, Terry Rogers. That, I mean, I'm trying to think of these in terms of, like, you know, how they would be announcing them on the way down to a wrestling ring, like, you know, at a, at a big wrestling show. Oh, he's and based say, on Terry Funk. Uh, is he? He doesn't That's look what a it says. thing like Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Funk's like a big old, like hardcore guy. Terry fucking Rogers is like a blonde all American guy. 
He's the hot gentleman. Yeah. I never would have called Terry Funk a hot gentleman. Um, but I'm just I'm picturing you know this guy coming down to the ring and then you know zoom from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, weighing 210 pounds, the hot gentleman <laughs> Terry Rogers. I'm like, oh, that's a good name, man. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um. So I'll just go through, the, you know, with it like that. So uh, let's see, you know, from they don't say where they're from. So the Scarlet Ninja. Mm, I don't know. Not sure about Scarlet Ninja as a as an announced thing, but the guy then the guy's name is the Red Dragon, uh, and he's uh, he's a Bruce Lee type, and he uses poison mist. He spits mist in your face. Oh, like, like Great Muda. Yeah, exactly. So like a Bruce Lee slash Great Muda. Oh yeah, this uh, guy's got the red face. The human B-52 Big Bombarder. <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of a name, Big Bombarder is a pretty good one for a fucking kind of barrel-chested motherfucker. Like, you know, it's I a like nickname this. I'd like to have. Is, is he wearing like a crop top? What does he this? He seems to be. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he's supposed to have a beer gut or, you know, if he just, yeah, if he really likes the crop top. But, uh, see, Johnny, you go tell Big Bombarder that he looks silly in that crop top. See what happens, man. He's going to hit you with Megaton Crunch. <laughs> yeah. That's why you don't fuck with pro wrestlers, man. <laughs> like, uh, and then the other guy that's like Blues Hablam, there's also the Deutsch Dracula, the Blubber Man, who apparently is a German fat guy, but he looks very, he looks like Karnov. Uh,. Very confusing-looking gentleman. Looks a lot like Blue Sublam, but with no mask on. Uh, then you got the Raging Bull, Gochak Big Bomb. Uh, Big Bomb is an excellent last name. Uh, the Wild-Haired Maniac, Leo Bradley. I'm in favor of that. Love it. Uh, the Bear-Busting Barbarian, Roy Wilson. Frankly, the, you know, the, the main thing I'm seeing here is, like, you know, the nicknames, good. The actual names. You know, you can't announce somebody as the bear-busting barbarian and then have their name be Roy Wilson. Like, you gotta have a sexier name loaded up than Roy Wilson. Nothing, nothing really like bear-busting. Sam. I really like the name Roy Wilson. I just imagine he's the third Wilson brother. You got Luke, you got uh, Owen, and then you got Roy Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say? Wow. <laughs> no. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> And then I think you got the final. The final boss is the passionless cyborg Master Barnes. Um, Master Barnes is it, Mr. Barnes? I like passionless cyborg. It seems like a like a cam girl kind of situation. Like you know, the passionless cyborg. If you tip it, it just goes faster. Um, <laughs> that's definitely somebody's kink. Some like a girl who's part robot that's just blank while masturbating. Like yes. somebody's into that. Mm-hmm. Really? We've seen pictures of it in our very Discord. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, are you alluding to something, David? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. Not at all. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a colorful cast of characters. It's fun wrestling fighting. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm for it, man. I'm all for uh, you know these SNK arcade games. Good soundtracks. Fucking you know the SNK sound team was cranking out good shit. Uh, yeah, it's just got that good early 90s sound. You know, you probably would never hear it because you'd be playing it in, you know, fucking like a barbecue restaurant or a laundromat, but like still, you know, game's dope. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there need to be more, uh, they need to bring back, you know, good wrestling games and like wrestling games that are wrestling games that don't involve real people. Like, you know, as fun as a WWE 2K whatever is and, you know, the upcoming AEW game, that's all well and good, but like, 
How about just fucking a bunch of made-up people beating the shit out of each other wrestling style? I, I think it's great. Like, you know, do wrestlers copyright their moves or anything? Like, is it a, would it be offensive, Jesse, if somebody made a wrestling fighting game where everybody had just fucking moves that you know belong to someone else? Like, well, well as long as you don't have the same name. Um, right. It's more, it's, it's more a um, problem if, like, another wrestler does another wrestler's move. And right. it's like, this is my finisher now. Ha ha ha. And it's like, you know, people don't like but, that. So if, if, you know, if somebody made a fighting game with a guy named like GM Crunk and he <laughs> fucking, you know, hit somebody with the, you know, like the GTH. Yeah. No, wait, that's already. That's Sammy's. Uh, <laughs> GTH is already a thing. So the GTD. Uh, yeah, like, with, you know, just fucking, you know, CM Punk raises stink about that or is Prob- it just kind of well, like, he oh, probably well, oh, well. would. Well, yeah, okay, bad example. I chose the most easily offended wrestler possible. (laughs) Fucking, you know, will definitely work himself into a shoot over that. Um, But I don't know, I feel like, you know, just fucking... It's taken AEW a long fucking time to put out this game, man. Fucking, somebody (laughs) needs to make a fictional wrestling game and let everybody do the fun moves. And make it in 16-bit style. Yeah, I I think it'd be good. Yeah, I like the, uh, I like the sprites. They like did, the, you know, uh, what's it like called? the pace of the action. Retromania, I think it's what it's called. And mm. it's it has a mix of, uh, um, like, older classic wrestlers. Um, like, Blue Meanie is in it for some reason. But Sweet. then it's, um, uh, there was someone else cool in it. Um, but I think they have some made-up people in it, too. Um, but yeah. I think it's called Retromania. And it's basically like uh, WrestleFest, if you remember that old game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it seems pretty cool. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it'd be fun to play more wrestling games, man. You know, like when fucking, when the Def Jam fighting game started coming out, it's like, well, that's just a breath of fresh air. Like, let's just fucking do more of that, please. More fucking, you know, fighting games that are wrestling games that, uh, you know, I don't know. Let people do, you know, as a kid and as an adult, you like sick-ass wrestling moves. Doing wrestling moves is cool. It's just, you know, fact of life, man. So, in a, in a video game where they can be as brutal as they want to be, fucking, you know, do it up. I'm uh, I'm in favor of it. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool game. Uh, obviously, the title, Three Count Bout, it's... Uh, it's a wrestling thing. In the game, you beat people up and you get them weak enough and then you press a button to cover them. So it's like a stamina fighting game. You know, you gotta fucking, gotta go for the cover. Wait, and cover them with what? Oh, your Johnny. body. Yes. Oh, your, oh okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to get your mind racing, but yes, just, you know, the You gotta the glaze them lightly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I think it's kind of fun. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm sure there's things where you can go for your finishing move early and fucking cover somebody you know quick but it seems like you know probably just plays out like a little short wrestling match where you beat each other up good and somebody scores a pin it uh it all sounds fun i'm in favor of it oh and i like the thing i like and jesse tell me this is probably more of a japanese wrestling thing in this game to do your like malevolent move or like your fucking like your power move it always starts with a lockup you gotta lock up you gotta win the test of strength and then fucking do your move against somebody so it's not like it's not like fighting game pace where you're just kind of like knocking somebody against the ropes and then going for something like you gotta you know the, there's, a, there's a test of strength in the middle of the ring and then you lift somebody up for a giant power bomb I feel like you don't see that th- very much in wrestling these days but yeah that's, bring that back somehow that's just like a general old school like like uh 
late 80s, early 90s wrestling thing. So, right. yeah, it's definitely more of a classic thing. They should they should bring that back. You know, I feel like you see guys lock up, they fucking get a little slam, and then they start running and doing their fucking moves. I, you know, I want to see some fucking, you know, give me the big meaty guys locking up in the middle of the ring and fucking, you know, pushing back and forth for a minute, and then one of them hoists the other up for a sick-ass move. That should happen more often. Yep. It's a good look. I agree. So, yeah, me too. Um, cool game, cool soundtrack. Fucking, you know, uh, it's got three in the title. It counts. Recount bout. Johnny, let's go to game three. Game three.
So, uh, of all the collaboration games between these two companies, this is the first and so far only to not see downloadable content. their answers written down um johnny finger on the hat trick button all right <sighs> jesse <sighs> all right so jesse says three's company 64 sadly incorrect um john harrington says fire emblem warriors three 
kind of correct. Um, and Johnny says, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Horses. Also, again, kind of correct. So, uh, yeah, you two get a point. Uh, this is Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. Right. I knew uh, there was another word in there. So uh, It's not even the third Fire Emblem Warriors game, is it? Uh, no, they've only made two. And this would be the second. The, f- the um, fucking balls on them. So, I am that rare person uh, who actually preferred Fire Emblem Warriors to Hyrule Warriors. Um, I loved both games, but there was something about Fire Emblem Warriors that really drew me in. And I was so excited for Three Hopes. Because uh, it had all the... John? Don't, don't oh, let me okay. interrupt. What the fuck? No, no, oh, I had... thought you froze. You were so still. There was <laughs> a yeah. Channy. Because your mouth was like kind of open, so it looked like you were just about to say something, and it just froze. Yeah, and I was. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I didn't say anything, because I was going to let David say his thing. Um, I was so fucking excited for this game. Like, I was super hyped. I downloaded the demo because I just couldn't wait to play it. And man, this game, what a fucking letdown. Oh, hot take. Damn. Um, Okay, so sorry, David, my clarifying thing. You prefer Fire Emblem Warriors to Hyrule Warriors. Yes. Okay, Hyrule Warriors was at one time your game of the year, so this is big news to me. Yeah, I I really liked Hyrule Warriors, but then Fire Emblem Warriors came out, and it just did a couple things a little bit better. Um, Okay. And I know people will say, like, oh, well, all the... There's a bunch of repeat characters, like, they have the same movesets and everything, and it's true. But every character in that game is fun to play as. Hyrule Warriors has, like, a totally unique cast, but some of those characters are just not fun. (laughs) Good to know. Um, I would have, you know, if you told me, if somebody asked me, like, yeah, what kind of Warriors games is David into? I'd be like, oh, yeah, he plays the the Fire Emblem Warriors, but he loves the Hyrule Warriors, so I'm glad to know that it's reversed. That's news to me. God, what Uh, a blunder that would have been, John. God, what and a, I get asked that all the time, what a man. Social I'm, you know, faux pas. I mean, it's like half the questions I'm fielding in my new job, man. They, my phone keeps ringing, and they just—they're asking me what Warriors games does David Fleming like, and I'm like, who are you? How did you get this number? <laughs> this is crazy. More importantly, how do you know David Fleming? Yeah, well, uh, who you know, doesn't know David Fleming? The implication is that we have podcast fans that, for some reason, call me at the Florida Department of Financial Services. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why they ask me, uh, you know, your fucking favorite Warriors game? I'll never know. Because David would answer. Um, yeah, that's it, David. You know, the real power is in being unreachable, and that's David. Nobody can find him. Yeah, sure. it it's David's. <laughs> David has a hard time physically answering his phone because his dick is too big. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't get to my phone because my dick is on top of it and it's too heavy right, yeah, to my, lift. My pockets are just so overstuffed I can't even pull my phone out of it anymore. <laughs> 5G. No. It's bigger than that, buddy. Right. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
I got a, I got a new 5G tower right here. <laughs> How many bars you got, buddy? The I G stands for bars. The G stands for gallons of cum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this radiation doesn't move through your body; it lands on your body, a big old splatter. <laughs> You remember how they used to think cell, cell phones would make you infertile? Well, this one does. Yeah. Yeah. Super infertile. Yeah. Oh, but there's a trade-off. I can skeet for days. Yeah. Uh, gallons of impotent cum. <sighs> um... So one Episode of the things title. that I really liked about the first Fire Emblem Warriors. So, um, I fucking dare you. <laughs> you coward. You will not name this episode Gallons of Infinite Cup. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I really liked about the first game is it had a it had a story mode that was like 10-12 hours, it wasn't super long. And then most of the game was spent in... Like... I'm gonna say what I want to say about this game. Um, most of the game is spent in what's called history mode, which is basically like Fire Emblem maps, and each character is like a special mission and everything. So you get like 15-20 missions in a map and everything. And I put like 100 hours into that. Um, so Three Hopes has no history mode. It is just the story mode. And because Ouch. it's based on three houses, you play through it three different times. It's like, <laughs> I I don't want to do that. It's like, well... Now, wait a know, minute, is it a Rashomon thing? No. Each house has, like, their own path. So, um... Okay. And then I was looking at it. For like, more contemporary well, people, is it a Last Jedi thing? Excuse me. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, Three Houses had a lot of good characters. Like, I want to see what the movesets are, like how they play and everything. Uh, this game changed, like, the upgrade system. Um, so it, in the first game, you would, like, upgrade to a new class, and it would just give you, like, better stats and a new costume. But this one, you can actually choose, like, what style to go with. So basically, every character can learn everything. So it's like, well, then, what's the point of choosing a character? Like, nobody's unique. Everybody can do everything. Like, th this is not the game that I wanted it to be. Mm. Damn, man. I was very upset. Because, yeah, like I said, I think... I'll have to check my Switch, but I think I put, like, 120 hours into the first one. And this wow. one, I didn't finish the demo. Because I was like, this this is the exact opposite of what I was hoping a sequel was going to be. Damn, man. So how many, going into it, how many hopes did you have? I mean, I would say I had a solid three. Okay. And all three were and dashed. Damn, dude. Dashing three hopes at the same time? But, I mean, you do it's get a base... Game. You do get a base camp where you, you don't get, get to, like, hands. talk to the characters and have dates. That's cool. That is cool, David. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people like waifus. I, there, I said it one more time oh! in the episode. Uh, I broke my fucking, you know, solemn oath to not say it again. Hey, fuck you. Um, yep. Uh, that's what I said to the waifus. 
Is that the waifu sound? <laughs> yeah, it is now. <laughs> it was mapped to the W key for some reason, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> because the words uh, hey fuck and you famously all have w's hey fuck you yes <laughs> thanks for yeah thanks for hanging the lampshade david um, um but yeah so you, you're not for the waifus david you're not there for uh, the dating and you know the base camp i, I mean, mean how sexy are we talking in the base camp i mean i i am in favor of the waifus like because you pick one of the three houses to follow along and you either get dimitri Claude or Edelgard, and I definitely went with Edelgard, who is the sexy lady, who apparently becomes, like, the evil empress that takes over the entire world. It's like, fuck yeah. I'm into that. Alright. Yeah, dope. I'm into those other two ladies, too. Claude and Dimitri. Sexy women's names. Um, yes. Yes, they are. Nobody tell him. Don't tell me you wouldn't hook up with a, a chick with, like, armor riding a fucking horse and her name was Claude. Although, you know you would. Actually, like, the real Claude is a very pretty boy with, like, a half-open shirt and, like, yeah, I'm into that, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I could, I could make it work. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, cool. I was just... And Okay, now, hold on. You, you talked about the other two. What about Dimitri? He's all right. Hot. Yeah. Are you going to, you know... Fire Emblem Warriors, that bussy? I would for Claude. I don't know if I would for Dimitri, because he just seems kind of like the like average pretty blonde jock guy. I'm like, eh, he's fine. He's the hot gentleman. Yeah. He is. Yeah, okay. He is. Yeah. Dimitri the hot gentleman. Mm-hmm. So, rate each one on a scale of one to five gallons. <laughs> <laughs> How many gallons are you giving each one, man? You got you got 15 gallons to build your super team. <laughs> yeah, pick one from each row. <laughs> Game four. <laughs> we don't have... Wait, Johnny, you can't fucking move on from David's game without checking with him. <laughs> All right, so David, how many gallons? <laughs> I was going to say, I think Dimitri would probably be three Claude's... Five and Edelgard seven. Mm. Two gallons left over. <laughs> Impressive. No. Yeah. Three plus seven plus five is fifteen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Damn. Um, My math you know, shows how much I know about math. Jeez, man. I'm man. sorry. Where do you work again? Can't count the hopes. Can't count the gallons. Can't you know, count. I, it, like I said, David. All I'd spend my fucking work doing is answering questions about your preferences. So. Well, yeah. I'm I'm glad we uh, clarified that, but um mm-hmm. yeah I was I was so excited for this game and very upset by it. It sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear it. <sighs> At mm. least Age of Calamity was fun. Oh, a Hyrule Warriors game. Yes. You liked that? Uh, yeah, I didn't say I disliked it. I just I didn't like it as much. Like. No, we got a real rivalry going here, man. We got a real love love triangle here with uh, you and these two Warriors games. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. I started the segment saying, like, I like both a lot. I just liked Fire Emblem a little bit more. How do you feel about the Dragon Quest one? I haven't played it, but I really, really want to. Maybe that'll right the ship, man. Because that would Maybe make three look. of the Warriors games. Ooh, true. Three yes. Warriors spinoffs. All for um, you, David. Yeah, I think it's... I don't remember if she's in both. I think it's only the first one that Elena is in, and I really want to play that one. 
Uh, anyhow, um, yeah. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Not a fan. Now, you know, so it's Three Hopes, but J- David, how many nopes would you give it? You know, it was Three Might Hopes. Might be a Gene Shallot review of this fucking game. <laughs> it was Three Hopes. The episode theme is three. I'm going to have to go three and three. I would give this game nine nopes. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> game four.
Alright, um, this... Oh. Forgot. Uh, this, <laughs> this game, uh, features, uh, several, like, yokai, uh, um, some notable ones, um, uh, two-tailed cats, uh, I forget the technical term for them, uh, they run all the convenience stores, um, and also, um, there are kappa, and you can, um, like, lure them with, uh, the thing that they cannot resist, which is cucumber. Alright, friends, let's see uh, what answers you guys got going on. And uh, also, hello, Michael Douglas. I hope, hope you're enjoying the show. Let the entire segment be acknowledging the Twitch presence of one, the Michael Douglas. Yeah. Good. Glad they made it. Honestly, I didn't didn't think it would take this long, but, you know. Glad I'm sure finally get noticed. I'm sure he's busy, you know. He's been on that press tour for that yeah. Ant-Man we shrunk ourselves. <laughs> I was going to say, he was he... filming of Ant-Man. It was like, I think I'll check out Game That Tune. Oh. Okay, Johnny says uh, five gallons. That's incorrect. Not even three in there. He could have said three <laughs> gallons. Uh, <laughs> David says missed three. That's incorrect. And uh, John says threeness, which is also incorrect. This is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, it is the third game made by uh, Tango Games. Uh, they made Evil Within 1 and 2. 
Um, then they made this, which was going to be uh, Evil Within 3, and they're like, hey, no, we got a better idea. Um, and they made this game. And then their fourth game recently was uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Um, hmm. Which is, like, way different than any of those games. Because this game is very spooky. Um, it's not like a survival horror game. It's, it's more, um, uh, like... It's very spooky and unsettling, but it's not really like a game that's made to like scare you, I guess. Um, although there have been times playing it where it has been, um, you know, I've been sitting on the edge of my seat, like looking around corners being like, oh god, I hope those fucking umbrella fucks aren't over there. Um, so like, you're this dude and you start off riding a bike to uh, see your sick sister, she's in, in a hospital, and you get hit by a bus that's being driven by nobody, and um, uh, so you die, and then uh, you come back to life, but there's another, um, uh, another, like, spirit inside you, controlling you, kind of, um, and then all these people uh, get near this fog, and they all disappear. So everyone in this uh, part of Tokyo has disappeared because of this fog. Um, there's just like hmm. clumps of clothes laying around and stuff. Um, however, dogs and cats are still around, which is cool. Um, because you can pet them. You can pet every dog, you can pet every cat. Um, That's can, important. Yeah, Let's, it's, it's I'm great. I'm very glad to hear that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I hate when games don't let you do that. Like, what's the fucking point? Why do you have a dog right. in your game if I can't pet it? But especially in like a fucking action, like psychic, paranormal, fucking craziness, future Tokyo sim uh, simulator. Yeah, no, we need to be able to get our bearings and pet the cats and dogs. Like it's actually very important that we be able to touch those animals. And like after after um, a certain part of the game, then you can start like communicating with them. And um, oh, basically, the better. cats will tell you, "Oh, I'm annoyed with something, or I'm sleepy, or, or it's you know typical cat stuff." But the dogs are like, "Do you want to feed the dog?" And you're like, "Yes." And the dog's like, "Oh my god, that was amazing! Here, follow me." And they go and like dig up treasure after you feed them. Um, so that's cool. Um, this game is—I like to call it a looking around game because. Because you look, you're going to look at every fucking thing in this game. You just go in the convenience store and start looking at the shelves. Like, I'm probably never going to go to Japan. Um, but this game, it's so freaking detailed. Like, it, it feels like you're, like, in Japan. Like, it's really cool. Um, it's got really cool vibes to the game. Like, it's, it's just unsettling um, at, at times. The rain some really good foley work like it's sound there's some good rain good sounding rain um like um it's like night all the time there's this big red fucking moon in the sky um all like the enemies are weird fucking like uh you got business guys they're all like after weird archetypes of people in japan like you got the 
the in a hurry business guy and like half of them all have umbrellas because i guess this is a very rainy area and well, so it's rainy yeah. yeah so like half of them have umbrellas and stuff so that's weird and they have different moves then you got like the headless schoolgirls that like run over and try to like kick you um you've got these other like ladies that like shoot like beams of uh like energy at you and and you got like different spells you can cast uh you got like a fire spell that's basically like a shotgun um uh you got like a um like a water spell that's kind of like a like a broad like sweeping attack you got like a wind spell which you can turn into like a machine gun um of course. <laughs> you also have a bow because at one point you uh the spirit dude that lets you do all the cool stuff, he gets sucked out of you. And so then you got to like sneak around shit and use your bow and um that makes it kind of tricky. Um but like there's like a uh, tengu, like these weird like gargoyle looking winged things that you can grapple up to. Um I've heard the game compared to like Metroid Prime, like it's like a spooky Metroid Prime, and <laughs> like in Tokyo, uh, yeah, in Tokyo, and um, it seems Wait, like because was Metroid Prime not set in Tokyo? No, it was not the uh, first one. Oh, okay. As I say, I completely misread that game. It was Talon Four. You know, same starting letter. Nothing else really in common, David. But uh, you know, you're not wildly off base. I I felt like the combat. So far, from what I've played, always seems kind of uh, like it never seems easy. Um, like unless you get to jump on like one or two enemies, I feel like unless you fight perfect, you're going to be like running around of, away from things. And um, I think that's sometimes going to be cool because it's like doesn't make the combat so easy all the time. Because sometimes that can be boring. Um, I will say the skill tree is a little, um, I don't know, it's kind of not great. Like, I feel like I am never fine with what I put my points into. I'm like, I guess I'll do this. Like, it's like one of those things. Um, so there is that, but like, the game looks great, sounds cool, um, the story's neat, um... I like the magic and how you rip the cores out of the ghosts is pretty cool. Like, once they get hit uh, a certain amount of times, like, their body, like, opens up and you see this, like, dodecahedron thing inside of them. And then mm. if you're far away, you shoot, like, this, like, um, spiritual rope or uh, ghost wire. I was going to say, I'm sorry, <laughs> is, is it a ghost wire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what it's called. Yeah. And then you, you yank it out of them, but then you can get uh, the ability to like just run up and grab it out of them. Um, you can sneak up behind them, or uh, one of the cool things, you can like jump off of a building onto them and fuck them up that way. Um, now, is it like the kind of thing, is it like Doom, where you get extra ghost power by ripping it out of them like directly? You get like a glory kill? Or, yeah, is it just kind of, you know... You don't so, have to wire it. You just walk right up and take it. I think um, I just got uh, this ability where um, me and the, the ghost inside of me um, like link up, or I forget what it's called. I just got it. Astral um, chain. 
No, that's a different thing. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, almost. So it's, um, this is an astral chain. <laughs> but it's... Oh, God. It has the word wire in it. I forget. But, like, it's well, the thing... It's like an ultra move where, like, after enough... Um, so you can charge that up faster if you do, like, the sneaky kills. Um, mm. So there is incentive to that. Um, that's cool. But you're also oh, go ahead, David. No, you were just saying it's like that that move. It, it's something. The name's got the wire in it. Something like what well, is it? Is it the wire with Lance? No, Hedrick? no, no. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, God damn right. But you're also um, finding like the spirits of people that didn't get like sucked away or whatever. Like for whatever reason, their spirits were still behind, and so you can like suck them into this paper doll. And then you uh, go to, like, a phone booth and deposit them, um, which, you know, that makes sense. Well, there's this guy they mention who has all this weird technology hidden around Tokyo to uh, do things with spirits. So it just so happens, you know, and uh, allegedly he's going to take these spirits and be able to bring them back to life. Uh, Oh, good. So you're... You're, and whenever you find the spirits, like, sometimes they'll be, like, talking, like, about what they were doing before they, like, became spirits. And there's some, like, weird stuff. There's some weird side quests. Like, uh, you find this, um, this little girl who was really good at piano and stuff. And it turns out that, like, this, like, composer guy was, like, real jealous of her and, like, murdered her and stuff. It's real fucked oh. up. Um... Probably because she was a liar. You Maybe. Know, no, no little kid's good at piano. Oh. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was going around telling people she was good at piano, and this you know, composer guy was like, no, that she's not. Yeah. I'll Blam. show her. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Tokyo, and I have a gun. Yeah, I was about to say, they don't have guns <laughs> in Japan, John. Fine. <laughs> you know, gas bomb. The gas bomb. Um. <sighs> I mean... Obviously, it's Tokyo. It's Japan. Everyone carries a katana. This is what movies I guess. have led me to believe. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that's in line with what I know. Uh, yeah, Jesse, I'm going to be honest, man. I haven't really gotten any read on what the fuck this game is about. <laughs> this, uh, it's, it sounds fun. Uh, you know, ripping things out of ghosts and exploring spooky Metroid Tokyo. But, um... Yeah, I don't yeah, know. No. I guess I, I wasn't explaining it well enough. No, it's um, it's not that. I think it's just a. I think it's a little too complicated for just like a podcast blurb. I think it, you know, like it looks cool, sounds you know interesting. It's but uh, there's a I've, lot going on here. <laughs> I've been really enjoying it, and like I will say, it's there's a lot of like exploration. Like there's not like battle and battle and battle and battle, um, but like there are you know the the battling I feel like is very sparse. Um, but not too sparse. Like, you're just going to, you know, you're going to have fun fighting stuff, but you're also going to have fun, like, exploring. Um, yeah, I'm, and I like, I'm totally in favor of that. Like, looking around, like, Tokyo while it's raining and stuff and finding these, like, Shiba Inus walking around and stuff. And, like, when you're you're walking, you just hear woof, woof in the background. You're like, stop and look around like, oh, shit, there's a dog. i got to talk to the dog. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it doesn't matter what fucking quest I'm on or i got to stop, talk to this dog. Yeah. Hold the phone. <laughs> and, you know, they, they're they so freaking cute. Um, 
And um, there's a lot of, like, food that you get in the game, because, like, that's how you heal and stuff. But, like, there's all little descriptions on everything, so you can read. Like, the first time you get Dango, uh, there's, like, a thing that pops up that says, what is Dango? Because, you know, you might not know what Dango is, you know. I, I didn't I know, don't Dan- know what Dango is. It's that it's, movie with Jamie Foxx and Leonardo no. DiCaprio. It's like uh, these like uh, rice ball things, and there's oh. like three of them on a stick, and sometimes right. they're different colors and stuff. It's it's um, that thing that Boomhauer from King of the Hill is always talking yeah. about. You know, trying to get that Dango. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he mentions it in like every other word. It's crazy. <laughs> I learned about it because it was in the. the most recent Monster Hunter game. <laughs> I was like, what are these cats making me? What's this Dango stuff? Oh, this looks cool. Alright, so guys, you know, I, I assume we've all seen most of the episodes of King of the Hill here. Like, am I just not realizing, obviously I am, because, you know, I'm just learning the word Dango, the comedy gold opportunity they missed by not having Boomhauer accompany Hank on the trip to fucking Tokyo and the one where Hank goes to find his, uh, you know, long-lost half-brother? Oh my god. Yeah, they probably uh, just done that. Just for the one joke of Boomhauer being misunderstood by a Japanese person and being handed a plate of Dango, I think it would have really paid off. You know, I wouldn't have understood at the time, but now, tonight, I would have understood it. And now I'm going to go watch King of the Hill. And, <laughs> oh, wait, that joke's not going to be there. It's a damn shame. I just like the idea yeah. of him like, oh man, I don't want no Dango thing, and they just hand him another one. It's like, why do you keep doing right. the Dango thing? Yeah. And another one. Dango, I'm trying to pay Bill. Yeah. Dear Fox and Mike Judge, yeah, please Mike reboot Judge. King of the Hill for one please episode. Please don't reboot King of the Hill. <laughs> I thought I thought they were. Yeah, I. Well, I they're not rebooting they think, it. They're continuing. I hope they decide not to do that. Um, it's the Beavis I, and Butthead has been great. I don't know. You know that Beavis and Butthead is voiced by one man, um, Mike Judge. Uh, King of the Hill a couple of the uh, principal actors are dead mm. have been for quite some time well they could they could die <laughs> in the, the show too they're not afraid of exactly that's really off. upsetting I don't want to think about it <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. hey John oh yeah people die pretty crazy <laughs> yeah I know but not in cartoons <laughs> not in King of the Hill <laughs> yeah they I do mean, Ned's wife died <laughs> if you think about it celebrity deaths always come in threes Oh, he's right. Perfect. And, you know, there's no greater celebrity than two cast members at King of the Hill. <laughs> so, David, I'm sorry. I don't which know. Cast Tom Petty and Brittany Murphy are pretty big. Yeah. Well, they were. <laughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> yeah, they've lost some weight since. Oh, yeah. no. All right. Game five.
Alright, so uh, this game features 100 um, different licensed uh, toy cars, uh, including, you know, uh, uh, cars from Mitsubishi, from Alfa Romeo, from Subaru, and a Game of Life board piece token.
Right, who's got some uh, answers? Jesus, Jess. <laughs> so Jesse says, Dale Earnhardt Simulator, which is incorrect. David th drew a three-headed penis that says Rocket League 3, which is incorrect. And John has the correct answer. This is Koro Q3. I don't know if it's Koro or Choro, but this is uh, uh, Choro Q3. It is a PlayStation 1 racing game where you are racing with the Choro Q line of toy cars. Um, and it is very charming and a very cute game. And the soundtrack slaps. Hmm. And you're, so you're racing as cars, but you're eating a fried, uh, like Mexican cinnamon pastry thing? No, 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 no. That's a churro. Oh, those mm. things. They're little, they're basically, they're almost like a chibi car. <laughs> like, they're very, very cute. Yeah, they're, um, they're like, ah, I didn't, I never knew what these were called. Um, no, they're like tiny little pullback cars, and you can put, like, pennies on them. Um, if you put, like, if you put a penny in the back, it'll do a wheelie. Like, I definitely oh, they're, they're had, like... Penny racers? Yeah. Okay. I definitely yeah. had, like, two or three of these when I was a kid. Oh, this is so, a Charo? Yeah. I was going to say, it's not a game in which you're playing as a big titty Spanish uh, guitar woman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although, no. God, if that game exists, I'm bringing it next week on the show, that's for sure. Listen, I'd play, you know, I'd play Charo Q3 in a heartbeat, baby. <laughs> mm. Better believe it. Um, and uh, this game, uh, all the cars are hella customizable. Um, you can buy all kinds of upgrades, like new tires... Um, new car horns. You can customize the car horn <laughs> that you sound that you make. Um, can any of the car horns play La Cucaracha? Very important. Ooh, I don't know. There was one called the Yankee Horn um, that yeah. I believe plays. You know, the, 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 um, oh, what's that? What's that? Uh, Yankee horn? Doodle. Yankee Doodle. <laughs> yes. Just uh, guessing here. <laughs> and then. Um, I don't know if there's a Lakukaracha horn. I didn't get that deep into all the horns. Uh, you, you would think you think I would. Uh, you think I'd explore all the horn options in this game. I think uh, you would go horns deep. <laughs> I guess not. And, and so, Johnny, I'm sorry. So this game, it's involving tiny little cards. It's not involving large four-armed men uh, beating you up? No, no, no. That That's Goro is what you're thinking of. Okay. Hmm. This is Choro with a CH, not a not a G. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's not Goro Q3. No, no, no. Huh. And this isn't a. Uh, they didn't bring this annually to the video game, uh, you know, exposition that no longer is going <laughs> to exist anymore. No, no, no. You're thinking of Choro, or not Choro at all? Just E3. <laughs> <laughs> Choro E3. Choro E3. Yeah. It's not that? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, John. This is a racing game. <laughs> Listen, man. You know, I'm. There's a lot of games out here to you know be confused by. Uh, you know, I'll keep a. Uh, I, I I don't know this game personally, but I'll, I'll you know I'm trying to keep an open mind here, trying to figure out what I can compare it to. So, is this the the PlayStation racing game with the little toy cars? 
that are going around New York City with a jewel heist, all the while a giant winged dragon is killing people? Is this Churro Q the Winged Serpent 3? No, you're thinking of Muppets Take Manhattan. This is Choro Q3 for the PlayStation 1. What a way to torpedo the bit, David. Thank you for that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, And it's kind of very cute. Things that ride with Oro, but you went with Q the Winged Serpent. Okay. Yes, it's got a very E3 famously rhymes with Oro. <laughs> easy, you know, I'm going for the easy stuff first, David. You you jumped right to the final boss. <laughs> and yeah, it's got a cute little uh, city section that you can play, and that's how you like unlock more areas of the game. Um, and I I believe the way it kind of works is it's almost like a Metroidvania racer racer in that you need certain upgrades to like make it to different areas of the city map. Uh, so you you do your races, you get your money, you buy your upgrades, and then you can get to other you know other things, and and off you go. And uh, yeah, one of the one of the cars that I just absolutely love is you can get the game of life a game of life car with the two little like people tokens inside of the front with the of it. Little pegs sticking out of the yeah, top. Yeah, little pegs sticking out of the top. Okay, cute. Do you get to choose which pegs? I don't think you. Well, oh, you know, God, maybe. That that's a pretty late Talking game. Talking about customizable, like you know, I don't want me and a wife. You know, want me and a husband, or yeah. you know, me and my son. My, w- my wife left us. That happens in the game of life sometimes. <laughs> I, d- yeah. I don't want it to be me and my wife. I want it to be me and my very close friend that I've been together with in the same house Charo. for thirty years. Shigeru yes. Miyamoto, close personal mm-hmm. friend of the show. <laughs> yes, platonic best friend Shigeru Miyamoto. Hmm. Now, have any of you guys played uh, played uh, Koro Q3? What? <laughs> um, no, I haven't. I have to be completely honest. I've been having a hard time focusing like in discussions because I'm having such a nostalgia throwback to just playing with the little toy cars when I was a kid. I mean, like, honestly, I have been yeah, transported the... back to four years old. Little pullback penny racers are pretty fucking sweet. Like, you know, pull them back. They make the little clicky. You put the penny in, they pop a wheelie. It's good shit, man. Yeah. It's a good reason to have kids. You get to play with toys again when you're an adult. It's dope. You could um, still do that. Yeah, but also kids are fun, too. Like, you know. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. You have a kid, Jesse. Don't act like you I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I never don't fucking act shame like me don't. on having a kid. You have an older no, kid than me. <laughs> no, I'm saying that you could still play with toys without having a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's, like, some weird, like, trauma thing you're going through, I guess, but... I'm not saying I didn't buy any toys before I had a kid. I'm just saying, like, I can hang out, and, you know, there, there's a reason for me to hang out and play pullback cars now. It's because of fucking four-year-olds running around the house. If I was just hanging out doing that before, it'd be like I'm killing time, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> so, having yeah. fun playing with your cars. Yeah. 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 yeah I did that, too. So I'm looking through the list of um, like skins and bodies in this game. Um, at first, I thought it wasn't going to get better than the Mitsubishi City Bus. Um, and then I came across the locomotive, which is an old like steam train. <laughs> yeah. And then I came yeah. to the Panzerspagen, which is like an old German tank. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, this game sounds awesome. Penny Panzers, I'm into it. <laughs> huh? Yeah, they they really went all out on the uh, different different cars you can get here. 
Some of which are well, not cars at all. I mean, I'm glad, man. Like, you know, you see so many of these games where it's like a toy-based game. And it's like, you know, these toys, they sell 500 of them, but you can only play as like, you know, three things in the game. Like, no, you know, the Choro guys went all out. They fucking put it all in the game. Good. That's what they fucking should do. Yeah. Should be able to sue toy companies for their bad license games back in like the NES days. How many fucking micro machines did you really get to play as back in the micro machines game on NES? Hmm? Uh, ten. One? See? That's fewer micro machines than I own personally, so why the fuck would I play that game? Like, I don't need a video game of it. I got a hard floor right here and a bunch of micro machines. I'm not cleaning them up. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. Deal with it, parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, break into the house. I was going to say, uh-huh. yeah, and then yeah. The, the wet bandits come in, and you just save the family. Mm-hmm. I got a big, tall staircase with paint cans waiting at the top. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm the one that fell down those stairs. Classic <laughs> 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 uh, house. Good house. Missed that one. Plenty of trap-setting opportunity in that house. But yeah, no, uh... Yeah, if you're gonna fucking make a, a you know a toy that's the size of you know my fucking thumb, and you're gonna make 500 fucking different varieties, and then you're gonna make a game based on that, you better fucking give me at least 100 varieties. I mean, like it's you know it's good on them, man. Because you know, you're talking what PlayStation? Yeah. Fucking you know what do you gotta do? Swap textures? What do you do? Draw a box and then put different little things on it? Done. Basically. Yeah, it ain't hard. <laughs> How hard is it to make a fucking PlayStation game? I mean, <laughs> There's honest- thousands of them. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, the more I think about this, like, I'm looking at all these different cars, like, every single racing game should, bare minimum, have the option to unlock a police car, a fire truck, and an ambulance. Like, those should be in every racing game. That's true. I will say, those can, like, fuck off from, like, real-world... Uh, like toy packages, you know, uh, going on my, you know, kid owning pullback cars soapbox. Uh, you know, my son was given a hilariously shitty advent calendar this year, 24 cars of Christmas. <laughs> and it was pullback cars. You open a little thing, you pull a little tab and there's a, a little plastic pullback car, a little Choro car, not a penny racer. You couldn't put the penny in the back and make a pop a wheelie, but Half of them ended up being cop cars. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wanted. I just. Have, I have one question. Hmm. How many of the cars were American cars, and how many were not American cars? Because I just assume it being an advent calendar, they're all American cars. No, no, no. They're, they're, none of them were even American cars. Most of them were police cars. A lot of them were not cars at all. They were like construction vehicles. And, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is 24 cars at Christmas. Where are the fucking race cars? Why are we getting nothing but, like, European cop cars in this thing? What fucking crazy-ass, you know, fucking Wish.com advent calendar did my son get? Because, you know, God, fuck off with the fucking public service vehicles after a while. Like, you know, give my kid a fucking race car or fuck off. You know, Choro, I bet, would fucking, you know, I bet you they don't even sell that many cop cars. They probably just sell small, tiny little facsimiles of real-world fucking, you know, consumer cars. And I'm fully into it. You know, I don't care. It's not a race car. It's a tiny Honda Accord. My son doesn't know the difference. It's fine. It's not a fucking cop car. (laughs) John, I really want you to go to a car dealership and to say to somebody there, hey, 
Give my kid a race car. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say every time I twist the little knob inside the grocery store. I fucking put the quarter in. I'm like, give my kid a fucking race car. Fuck off. <laughs> and then, you know, it's a Super Bowl or a homie. And yeah, it's, uh, you know. <laughs> right the trash. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not a race car. Sorry, son. This is going in the ocean. Not the landfill. Plunk. Um, but yeah, Johnny, good pick, man. Um, I can't help but wonder how many countries this game came out in, though. This uh, this doesn't sound like an American game. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was developed uh, by Japanese devs, as a lot of you know games are. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly. And where was it released? It was released in three territories. <laughs> This was not released in the United States. Yeah. I was looking at a list of Choro games. They did eventually release some in the United States. They released one for Nintendo 64 as Penny Racers, uh, a.k.a. Choro Q64. Uh, and then they eventually put out some ones on... Uh, yeah, they, they kept changing the name. I think the name Choro or Koro, whatever it is, I think it's quite cute. Choro Q. <laughs> cute Penny Racers. It's meaningless here in America because they want to call it Penny Racers. They called it Gadget Racers. Gadget Racers Advance. Fucking, you know. I don't know, man. Maybe you could have won somebody over with uh, with the Choro brand. But they, uh, they tried a few times. Utter failure. So, I don't know. I, uh, I'm into it, though. I, I think Penny Racers, I think, you know, little tiny pullback cars and games based on them. It's cute. It's very good. Now, actually, the question, Johnny... The, the game mechanics, I'm sure you played the game prior to the show, you know, being the Japanese PlayStation or that you are. Do you have to pull back the car and then does it go in like a straight line vaguely? <laughs> or is it an actual racing game with like turns? God, I, yeah. I, I would love to, yeah, if all you did was pull back the car and, and do your best. But no, this actually has like... a drag racing game. <laughs> this is a racing game with like gears and stuff. Okay, you know? yeah, cool. It's like a good racing game with little tiny penny racers. I'm into it. I would love it if it was like a regular racing game with turns and gear switches and all that kind of stuff, but during the countdown, you just see, like, a hand come down to pinch the car, <laughs> yeah. and that's what starts it off. Right, yeah, and if you fucking time your uh, time your press just right, something jams a penny in it right when the, the green light turns on. <laughs> <laughs> You're going. <laughs> Be pretty good. Oh, man. Um, cute game, Johnny. Good pick. Uh... You know, you got a composer on this, or you know, no info. It's fine if you don't. Uh, I don't. I, I know it's developed by Tamsoft. Um, Soundtrack slapping. They probably just have a Tamsoft sound team. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We all love that Tamsoft sound team, of course. Oh. It's a thing that we all know and love. We've mentioned them many times. Yeah, we've done whole episodes about that Tamsoft sound team. Love <laughs> Tamsoft. What a fucking team they are. Yeah. Jesse, you know these Tamsoft boys, right? Oh, yeah. We played disc golf last weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I got game over, otherwise my uh, theme for next week would be Tamsoft games. <laughs> <laughs> and we would uh, we would have already used the only other one we can think of, Battle Arena Toshinden. Um, so, thank you, Johnny, for uh, game-overing yourself, and thank you for the slap and soundtrack. It was very, uh, it was joy. Yeah. 
So, you know. I think it's done, Johnny. Fucking, you know, pull back the calculating computer and get it started. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Hey, so it is. And what a win it is. Um, guys, what a show. Great show. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of threes. You know, how would I rate this show? 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no question. What a, uh, what a show it was. Um, and it's on me now to think of a theme for the next episode. And as tempting as it is to take the really easy way out and say four, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. But that is, that is also to say I, I, I don't have another theme immediately lined up. So, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to vamp for a second here and think of a theme. You, you, know, you kind of caught me off guard. I didn't, I didn't have anything in mind coming into this. I mean, you know. I'll take some chat suggestions. If somebody wants to throw a theme out in the next 90 seconds or so, I'll fucking listen to it. Leave Tam a voicemail. Uh, no voicemails. No Tamsoft games. <laughs> Sunsoft games? Ooh. We probably used all the ones worth using, right? I don't know. Hmm. Games on consoles we've never used before. Hmm. Games on consoles we have used before. <laughs> games games with voice on mails. consoles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, consoles on games. Uh, a thought occurs. We uh, we joked about it at the beginning of this episode, but uh, none of us, uh, I think, went for it. So let's do a console exclusive theme on the next episode. Nobody chose a 3DS game tonight. Let's do games on the Nintendo 3DS. How about it? Uh, did they just close that eShop? <laughs> uh, I feel like, yeah, a week or so ago. Yeah, it's, uh, it's gone, isn't it? Um, yes, console-exclusive episode next week. 3DS games. You know, we're keeping the three going, if only for another episode about uh, the number of dimensions uh, and the number of... Screens? How many screens does 3DS have? I haven't played mine in a while. Six, eight, nine? I think it had three. Three screens? Okay, cool. Uh, three screens on the 3DS, as uh, as is typical, uh, as was the style at the time. And um, yeah, okay, cool. Get your uh, get your requests in. 3DS games on next week's episode. There's no clarification that needs to be uh, done. None of that joking around, oh, what about this? What about that? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I suppose I suppose the only thing that I would want to clarify is is it like full 3DS cartridge games or do 3D 3DS eShop games count? Can you play them on a Nintendo 3DS and only on a Nintendo 3DS? Yeah. Some of some of them were re-released. No they can't. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> so I don't believe you. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. Yeah, uh, I'm doing my own research on this one, and uh, you know, 3DS is the only way. 
So uh, that's I, how it's going to be. I exclusively get my source from Anon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I checked out my, uh, you know, 3DS uh, fucking news and vaccine analysis channel on YouTube, and it said that I should just play th- games on my 3DS. Um, yeah, so it's going to be 3DS games next week. Bye, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Fuck that <he's> system <laughs> Sorry man <laughs> Didn't mean to scare you off um, So yeah uh, That's what it's going to be 3DS games A fantastic system With many fantastic games For next week's show Can't wait I believe we all own that system Or did at some point So I'm sure that we'll all Have something great For next week's episode And for this week's episode We want to say Thank you everybody so much For listening Thank you to everybody watching live with us. Live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. We're at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, remember to rate and review, subscribe, share it with a friend, and you know, uh, just enjoy Game That Tune any way you get it. Uh, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune is, of course, the home for awesome exclusives. We've got Game That Tune gems. We've got... Uh, Game That Tune mixtapes, we've got movie commentaries, we've got all kinds of fun stuff over there at Patreon. You help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream at radio.gamethattune.com. That's gtt.rocks, the home for video game music on the internet. Uh, just a, uh, you know, a lot of fun that we make thanks to everybody's support at patreon.com slash gamethattune. I uh, want to give a special shout out, of course, to our Patreon absurd fans. I'm talking about Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Pond, and The Kerrigan. A uh, fantastic group of Patreon absurd fans that we've got. Our fan request came from one of those absurd fans. David, shout him back out. Uh, that was from Tay. Yes, two weeks in a row, request from Tay. Truly an absurd fan that we've got here. Uh, thank you so much for your patronage and your request. Discord is a great place to make those requests. Look for the uh, link in the show notes or hit us up, GameThatTune.club, the uh, awesome social media site that we got to find another reason to use after our insanely successful March Madness. Uh, you know, it's been a quiet month since then at GameThatTune.club, so maybe May Madness. Maybe we come up with another tournament or something. I don't know, man. You know, GameThatTune.club. We're always having some kind of fun over there. Uh, and you don't have to pay to put a little check mark next to your name. And we won't force you to put a little check mark next to your name. It's just, it's a good social media site, man. It'd be great if we had more than, you know, more users than Twitter, but uh, we'll get there. All in good time. Um, and that's gonna do it. So I guess it's time for bonus tunes. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I, I guess I. I managed to pick a bonus tune that satisfies this week's theme and next week's theme. You know, guys, shocker, I got myself a three. It's a, it's truly a magic number, guys. Especially when it's Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, of course, came out as Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D Edition on the 3DS. So we're going home with a nice little chill, downbeat, old school Metal Gear feel. That's right, old Metal Gear from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out, everybody.
Advanced War 1... Okay, hold on, let me do that again. It's not Advanced War, it's Advanced Wars. Excuse me. Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp is copyright 2023 Nintendo of America Incorporated. 3 Count Bout is copyright 1993 SNK Corporation. Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes is copyright 2022 Omega Force and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Ghostwire Tokyo is copyright 2022 Tango Gameworks. Choro Q3 is copyright 1998 Tamsoft Corporation.